In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder with Andy Baskin. Reminder, mobile sports betting finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. He is Daryl Ryder again. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, let's get into the award season here. I mean, we have nothing else to talk about. I mean, other than I got to tell you, Daryl, as I was watching the playoffs all weekend, I was just pure jealous. Pure jealous that we don't have a team there. And I think about some of the storylines going into the playoffs, too, about you know, third string quarterbacks doing this and that. And by the way, the Ravens were a Hail Mary inches away from upsetting the Bengals. I mean, there, the, I think we've seen every team rise to the occasion, although I do think that there is something to home field advantage with what, with the exception of the Giants, it's the home team that's been able to pull things off in the playoffs going into the Monday nighter. I just, before we get into the words and stuff, just your general thoughts on playoffs. Well, you should be used to not having playoff games to watch here in Cleveland, first and foremost. At least least ones that involve the Browns. Um, We're basically back to normal in that regard. Yeah, I mean, just fun weekend, right? I mean, the most lopsided game was San Francisco, you know, basically (laughs) tar and feathering the Seahawks. Um, It's, you know, Kyle Shanahan. I almost tweeted this this weekend, but I I just didn't want to deal with the response. So I'll just say it here. Two former Browns offensive coordinators are in the divisional round of the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan, who basically couldn't get the hell out of Berea fast enough because even he couldn't fix Johnny Manziel, has Brock freaking Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, in the division round, out there looking like Joe Montana and Steve Young, okay? And then Brian Dable, who is here with Eric Mangini, It's hard to believe, like that's been 12 years ago, but it has. Uh, he has the the New York football giants in uh, the divisional round. So hard to believe that the Browns didn't see head coaching potential in either one of those guys. But um, yeah, a lot of fun games, The uh, a lot of tight games, a lot of down to the wire. You know, uh, you mentioned the Cincinnati Baltimore um, outcome that that. Huntley trying to get the ball over the goal line and then having it slapped out of his hands. You see, that's like a regular play now. Um, And and it get returned 98 yards for uh, a touchdown the other way. And that ended up being the difference on the scoreboard. That was a holy bleep moment. I hate to say this with with legalized gambling in Ohio. I'll say this too, that there was somebody had tweeted on Instagram that the inches that he missed to get into the end zone. He was was short by a full yard. He was short by a full yard. It, he wasn't the line. There was a touchdown over the maybe that one wasn't the one, but there was a touchdown over the weekend that was just short. And I think it was a maybe it was the Minnesota game. Is that what I'm thinking of? That was by the just way, the Vikings short. were who we thought they were. Yeah. That cost somebody like a million dollars by half a yard That's on their thing. Lot. So it is weird to kind of follow along and see what people are doing and see what happens on social media and, you know, sources like that. You know what I'm curious about when it comes to like the sports gambling is how much fun it's actually going to take out of the, out of the games for fans, because when you have money on it, right. You're trying to win money. Like, and, and hopefully people are betting responsibly and, and, you know, if, 
it, it they're doing it for fun rather than out of a, a, a necessity. But um, I'm wondering, like even the Cavaliers with their sports book and stuff like that, I'm wondering what the atmosphere in the building is going to be like because the NBA is so dependent on that atmosphere and, and the crowd noise. But yeah, um, a lot of lot of fun games. Sucks the Browns weren't there. I don't think that the Browns are going to be there next year either because uh, they're they're bringing Kevin Stefanski back, and I'm not expecting much to change because he's not been able to sufficiently motivate guys the last two years to get the most out of them. So I don't, I just, I have no expectation that he, Andy, that he's going to be able to motivate them this year and, and get the most out of them again. I, I just, I, 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 you know, give, given Andrew Barry his just due and opportunity to tweak this roster and bring some guys in, but they've had enough talent the last two years. And I kind of put this square squarely on the feet of the head coach and his inability to sufficiently motivate this team to get the most out of the talent that he's he's been given to work with. So I just I don't have a lot of faith that Stefanski all of a sudden in year four is gonna be like, you know, flipping a switch and all these guys are gonna be rah-rah for Kevin Stefanski. I think my biggest concern from the season then is that the the lack of I'm gonna put this the right way. That if the Jadavian Clowney issues started with the first Baltimore game. And then ended with the last game of the season with him not playing. It's like, I, I don't understand why it took so long to fester. I don't understand why you would leave an open wound on the defense for the entire season. I mean, you could even go back to week one where, you know, guys in post-game press conferences were saying, well, there's a communication problem. That, that's that got to be a gigantic red flag to the head coach that he's got to figure he, out the communication problem. And he was asked all the questions about it, and he did nothing to fix it. And, at, you know, when I have players telling me, yeah, I really didn't have much of a relationship with Joe Woods. Like, he was the boss, I'm the employee. I just did what he told me to do. Like, that's not how you win football games in the National Football League. And if that's the way Kevin Stefanski manages, well, now you know why I feel like, the way I do about next season and him back for a fourth year because it's so not my, my question more is a style thing for Kevin because – is Kevin allowing his coordinators to try to run things the way they need to run things? But ultimately, Kevin is the one that will take the fall. So, I mean, well, I understand that there's a relationship issue there. My, that's my understanding. Kevin was hands-off with the defense. How can you be that way as a head coach in the NFL? You have to have some input on all three sides of the ball, right? Well, he had input, but he kind of left Joe Woods to his own devices. And there is a reason, Andy, all through the month of December, I kept saying, Kevin Stefanski, you either want to be the head coach or you want to be an offensive coordinator. Like there, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a re there's a reason I was talking about people skills for a month. There, like there, there's reasons for me saying some of the things that I say, but unfortunately can't come out and actually say what needs to be said. And so, yeah, I, you know, um, and these are things that have to change this year. And that's why I'm, really excited about the potential for a Flores or a Schwartz to come in here and light a fire under some guys, because quite frankly, this team needs it. Kevin Stefanski ain't going to light a fire under them. That's for sure. So might as well be the defensive coordinator. That's what it feels like. All right. So let's, uh, let's uh, move a little bit forward here. Uh, awards that came out for the Browns. Uh, a couple of guys being honored for the way they were playing. Well-deserved miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Joel Batonio, your thoughts on that. 
yeah, it's award season, right? Uh, Joel Batonio, yeah. the only first team Associated Press All Pro. Um, Garrett and Chubb were second team. All three, Batonio, Chubb, and Garrett made the NFLPA All Pro first team. Uh, and that was voted on just, you know, players. Uh, that, you know, so that's obviously some quality uh, recognition there. Of course, Batonio, five straight Pro Bowls for him. Um, he is, was also, uh, I am a member of the local chapter of the pro football writers. I, I also voted for Batonio as our Joe Thomas award winner as the team's best player for the 2022 season. Um, you know, uh, tough. Was it tough to do that over Nick or no tough? To, yeah, uh, it, it is. And, but he, <laughs> The reason I voted for him, because I was thinking, sitting there thinking like, man, we're going to look stupid if Joel Batonio is in the Hall of Fame and we never voted him as a player of the year, ever. Uh, we had that situation with Joe Thomas it, late in his career. It was like, well, all right, um, Joe's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm going to look pretty stupid if I never voted for him as the player of the year uh, on the team. Um you know, uh, kudos to Chubb making the AP uh, All-Pro uh, for the first time in his career. Uh, Garrett um, uh, got named to the you know, second team twice uh, in his career previously. He was named um, to the first team uh, once before. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see that uh, some of the cornerstones of the team for having good seasons get uh, rewarded. But um, it would have been nice if uh, the Browns played some football beyond January 9th. Would it have? Uh, I, I feel like we're like in this, just like trying to dig our way out of a hole right now. Like, I'm looking forward to some things um, moving forward. Like I can't wait till the Super Bowl just so I can get past the season because I think it's hard to get out of the quicksand until the Super Bowl is over, and then you can kind of look forward. But with no draft, uh, first round draft pick, it's still leaves you with a couple feet uh, stuck in cement and you're trying to get out of the oceans. All right, let's do this. Let's come back in a second. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. 